You You are are now now listening listening to The The Black Black Spark, Spark, a podcast about actively balancing healthy relationships, mindful parenting, and mental and physical wellness in this this crazy crazy world. world. I guarantee that I will spark the the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. Welcome to The Black Spark. Welcome to The Black Spark. I'm your host, Nia. I'm your host, Adai. We've been doing this for like 10 minutes now. <laughs> it's not been I'm 10 so minutes. I'm so tired of restarting these episodes <laughs> with you. It's all your fault. You and this is the best part of restarting <laughs> this the last <laughs> <laughs> It gets us in the right mood. Yes. Mm. Okay, mm. so what's your word for the week? Cleanse. Ooh. Yeah. It's nice and clean. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> What's your word for the week, my love? Now, what did you need to explain that? Why, oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> First of all, you hit me with the unorthodox intro. <laughs> and then you expect me to... Okay, the word for the week is cleanse because okay. that's what I've been doing. I've been exercising discipline. Nice. And getting things done. Prioritizing my schedule for the day. Trashing old things. Cleaning up some outstanding projects. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And looking much, much, much into the future because I'm most concerned about where we are going. Nice. So in order to, you know, move properly into the future, I got to let go of that baggage. I mean, I won't be no bag lady running around. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, yes. So I'm letting go of old practices. Nice. Old things to make space for the new. Awesome. What's your word of the week, my love? My word of the week is money. Oh, money. Money, gorilla. Stack. Okay, cabbage, <laughs> green. Yeah, get that broccoli, okay? Yeah, no, that's weed. No, I know. I know. You know where, I, you know where mine got, my mind goes. Yeah, this week has been just a huge money conversation for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we recently paid off all of our credit card bills. All credit card so debt is gone. That's amazing. Um, And then like making plans for the future, like trying to figure out what dollar amount we need per year, mm-hmm. per month, mm-hmm. per week, mm-hmm. per day, per individual, <laughs> per individual, mm-hmm. like just really getting very granular with exactly what needs to happen financially mm-hmm. um, and not just for us surviving and, and being comfortable no, now, no, no, no. but also for us being prepared for future events. Yeah. Financial independence, yeah. thriving nation. So planning on, you know, trying to figure out what do I want to do? Like, I actually was headhunted this week by a oh, company yeah, that's, that's right, been, right. like, scouting for, for a like while. For, like, more than a year. And I like them, but it's also, like, I don't know if the math is mathing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's giving inefficient. Yes. I mean, insufficient. It's just not it's not giving what it's supposed to gain. You know what I mean? So, I'm not sure about that, <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least it's very, there. It's present yeah. in the space. Opportunities abound. Yeah, and 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 looking for jobs who are die. Mm-hmm. Just you know, being much more confident in what his experience can command and what we deserve. And what, yeah. You know what I mean? So just a money, money, 
money, money. <laughs> yes, that's and my word for the week. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because that's part of what I've been dealing with. So I'm thinking about the future, and in the, in as much as we are creating space for all of what you said, mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't got space for none of this other shit. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. got to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's what that's been great. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them damn kids. Them damn kids. Let's talk about them damn Ooh. kids. So, you know how we always playing with these kids, acting mm-hmm. silly, you know, slowly bringing them into, you know, just being able to joke with parents, mm-hmm. especially because of the pandemic. They can't really be with their friends. <laughs> so, we got to extend ourselves differently. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I had just finished the bath time routine for Sinai. And she was joking with me after putting on lotion and messing around. And um, I got in her face, like, I got real close to her nose. Mm-hmm. And then she tried to lick my nose. <laughs> it's lickable. She was like, and I was like, eh, get away from me. And she's like, ha, I'm going to get you, Poppy. She's still sometimes trying to chase me in the bathroom. I'm like, you better get away from me, girl. She's a thing in your mouth. Nobody want that. <laughs> so, yeah, she's showing, you know, she. I love watching these children's personalities <laughs> unfold and develop and they try new behaviors it's amazing so one of the things that i get super annoyed with with the kids is that and i know there are no stupid questions but that's not actually true but that's what she supposed to tell me. good lord they be asking some dumbass questions and it drives me insane and and the thing about it is some of the most of the time when they ask what i believe to be a dumbass question it's really not a dumbass question it's just that they don't know how to fucking ask because they don't really know what they're asking they don't even have all the language mm, that's what bothers you to ask no i'd be upset before i realized that they didn't know what the hell they was trying to say oh well yeah <laughs> i mean we got a little yeah our, so, yeah our minds are a little sharp and yeah. short like that so, for instance, this is weeks ago we were in the car and Tatum just comes out of nowhere. Why you get so many tickets, Poppy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got me hot. Yo, I literally was defensive for like three or four minutes. I was like, what are you talking about, yo? Because I got to think. I'll be getting some tickets sometimes, but they don't be around. So, how you know I got a ticket? They was, was me mad, once. Mad. I was mad, mad. <laughs> I, I straight got Brooklyn. I was like, what you talking about, Joe? Yeah. What are you was, talking about? And she's like, you be getting tickets. And he's like, when have I gotten tickets? When have I gotten tickets? The only time I ever got a ticket that she should be aware of was by a friend's house down the block. And I had parked a little bit in the red. Oh, L.A. So at, least, at least California gives us, right? Because in New York City, it's just like six feet away from the hydrant. And you just mm-hmm. got to guess mm-hmm. what six feet is. Mm-hmm. At least here, they make red. Mm-hmm. They make they too make much the, red. <laughs> they make the sidewalk yes. where you can't park red. Mm-hmm. So and I was like slightly in the red. Yes, yeah, slightly. Mm-hmm. I was mad. But anyway, <laughs> that was that. And so I was like, Yo, what you talking about? And she, she, said, she said it was by dude's house. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but that was the only one. Was yeah, she's like, because the question was, why do you get so many tickets? Yeah. And that was only the one ticket that she ever saw. So Adai got really upset. <laughs> and then, Internally. Internally. And then, I wasn't like yelling. I was just, I just got, I just got Brooklyn on it. After the conversation kept going on and on, we realized what she was trying to say mm-hmm. is why do people get tickets? Like, what do the police or the yes. ticketing what is or the, the qualification parking people for ticketing? Get, give tickets for? Yes. 
So after snapping on her, mm-hmm. <laughs> we figured out what she was really trying to ask. Mm-hmm. And so we were start telling, well, you get tickets for speeding, you get tickets for not having a for having a broken tail light, you get mm-hmm. tickets for, you know, parking in the wrong place. And I just said, you could also get a ticket for driving too slow. Mm-hmm. All right, don't mm-hmm. do that. That's stupid. And so we were like, Yeah, so that's why like Poppy has never gotten a ticket for driving any kind of way. It's right. always been a parking ticket, so you right. always have to read the signs. And then Sana goes, "Yeah, because I see all the signs." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I remember looking at you like, "You got that right. You got that one for the show. You recording that one?" Because like, what? What are you talking about? Uh- you know? And she comes with a little accent. Because mm-hmm, I, I see all the signs. Who are you? First this is all, why we call her ad lib. Because when nobody talking to nobody you. Nobody was talking to your little ass. This <laughs> <laughs> had nothing oh to do with you. Kyrie God. is in his lane, in the back, just watching the whole thing go down. Oh. And here come ad lib. <laughs> so, yeah. Those, those I love kids. it. I love those people. <laughs> They're amazing. It's time for Ask a Die, where we read and answer a question from you, our listener family. Send your questions to itstheblackspark at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at theblacksparkpodcast. You know, this Ask a Die section is quickly becoming my favorite part of the show. Well, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I still get a little bit upset with these random questions you don't prepare me for. <laughs> But I have learned to wow. get over it. It's supposed to be an off-the-cuff gut Yeah, I'll response. show you off-the-cuff. <laughs> so there's a basketball player, apparently, named Steven Jackson. Oh, uh-huh. And he was supposed to get married this past week, I believe. And apparently he left his uh-huh. fiance uh-huh. at the altar because she, she would... would not sign the prenup. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some back and forth. He said she said about the details of the story. He says he informed her about the prenup and they discussed it and he had given it to her months in advance. She said that she got some sort of a letter that wasn't even actually didn't even actually have her name on it. It was between him and his lawyer and his mom. And mm, that that God. was, yeah, why your mama Why your mama involved in this? <laughs> and that that was only made, she was only made aware of that two months ago. And then she only, he says he gave it, anyway, back and forth about the timing. She's, mm-hmm. So who knows who said what? A major part of his side of the story is that she chose the the pastor or the um, yes. couple's, Yes. Couples, person. the person who would be marrying them. <laughs> yes, uh-huh, the uh-huh. officiant, mm-hmm. right? And apparently, she chose him because he was anti prenup. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. on the day of the wedding, mm-hmm. when Jackson was like, "Yeah, I'm not finna not get happening. married until you sign this prenup," mm-hmm. then this preacher guy is like, "Oh, you know." You just got to follow God's will and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then Jackson's like, well, God is telling you and me different things, okay? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's telling me not to marry nobody without a prenup. So anyway, what are your thoughts on, I, since this is a man, I would just say, what are your thoughts on men with wealth mm-hmm. not wanting to get married unless, you know, their significant other signs a prenup? Uh, ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... If you got money, the way our society is these days and the things that these 
men and women, the things that these people with money have to look out for Mm -hmm. is way beyond what most of us can even comprehend. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I love you, but stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm going to need you to go ahead and sign here, here, and here, and initial here, and here. Okay. Some people think that the idea of a prenup means that you don't think this relationship is going to last. What are your thoughts on that? That's bullshit. (laughs) You cannot foresee what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Technically, you know, if our pineal glands wasn't calcified, we'd be able to see. Oh, jeez, the whole teptitude. Okay. <laughs> it's not whole teptitude. Keep going. But anyway, <laughs> technically, you know, if you really could see the future, okay, sure. But you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You literally don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I love you and I trust you. But what if you lying? I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not lying, what if something terrible goes wrong? Mm-hmm. What if you meet somebody and you're like, you know what? I thought this was going to be it. Mm-hmm. But I need to bounce out of this. What if we have kids and something terrible goes wrong with that? And, 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 and there's, there's, this inner, there's this insurmountable chasm because of the loss of the children. And mm-hmm. it goes wrong, right? 20 years later, right? And so all these things. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? And so I think it's important, especially because I've built mine up and I would expect you to do the same thing. You've built yours up. And just because you trust me doesn't mean that I'm not going to change. What if I have some kind of brain injury and my personality changes? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but it it also speaks to the idea that, like, does she trust that he will continue to make money after they get married? Because that is automatically split. So, yes, like, the what's the point of not prenups. signing the prenup? It's about pre-marriage. Yep. <laughs> so pre the you... nup. Yeah. All right. The nup is coming. <laughs> we talking about what I got before the nup. <laughs> what you got before the and nup. And then we can talk separate. about what we do with what we made after. Like, yeah, so it's, it's pretty simple. That's but, really interesting that it, she wouldn't sign that. My thing is also, I don't know the details of what was Mm-mm. in it. But, I mean, if you're going to be having a prenup, we should be talking about the details. I ain't going to hold you. It seemed like she didn't know what was in the prenup either. Because later later on in the conversation, it seems like she did eventually sign the prenup later that day after having written... You know, an initial next to her own additions. So she didn't, doesn't seem like she read what was in the prenup beforehand. Mm. She said something like she wrote something down, like no infidelity, no infidelity on either part, mm-hmm. no more kids. Um, you know, pretty much if we get divorced, I will need a house bought in my name and blah, blah, blah. Fine, fine, fine. But that all of this negotiation should have been been happened like so you could actually sign right, it. Y'all so that that could have been the conversation those could and then have you been actually in the prenup yeah, <laughs> like all that. and this is the thing and i've i've noticed this about when i'm interviewing people to be independent contractors in our cleaning company mm-hmm. people who balk at contracts don't understand the idea of a contract a contract isn't something that i create yeah, and, and then give you to you. sign right it's a it's an agreement, yes. meaning that if you see something in here that you don't like, you have a right to change it. If you want to add something in mm-hmm. here, like it's a two-way so. thing. It's not a one-way thing. Right. And it, in the cases where it is a one-way thing, then you can either sign or go. <laughs> like, you know what's funny? I think we learned that on purpose years ago when we were doing real estate stuff. Maybe. And we learned from experienced people and lawyers. They were like, yo... 
if you see, you should never sign something right. that you haven't one reviewed, two vetted, and then put your own mark on it. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was I thought that was really interesting. Then he didn't accept the signed contract from her because when she was doing it, she was crying, and he was like, "Oh, you under duress." So they That's could come back, you know, years later and be like, "You signed this under duress," and it will blow back up in my face. See, he has been advised yes. legally, and she. I don't know what she has been thinking this whole time. Yeah, because you marry she somebody might have been with money, just with emotions. Just she, might, she, she was not well prepared. No, not at all. She was not well prepared on her own volition, and she was not well supported and prepared not by other people in her circle. They would have been like, "Yo, this is not a hard thing." No. So I mean, she wasn't prepared. No, and and that's why I'm excited about ha- excited and nervous but more excited about having this ongoing money conversation mm-hmm. because it makes things less taboo mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. talking about how much people how much money people make mm-hmm. talking about how much people are investing where are you investing what are you like we all supposed to be helping each other we should be get having it these together and yes. we should be having these conversations and having Ooh. a conversation about just basic contracts and basic prenups and basic stuff to, yes. to just just live yes this should be easy. Yes. So, I mean, the only part that I didn't like about it, it seemed like he said something about he hooked up with one of her friends at the after party. He and his boys went I'm to... Sorry, <laughs> yeah. That's the little bit that I think I heard on the IG. Don't quote me. Go check his little stories or whatever. But, yeah, it seemed like he and his boys, like, they left the wedding because they were like, I'm not getting mad. They went to go hang out with her friends. And it seemed like some stuff had See. gone down. So, you know. She should sign the prenup. Be like, hey, bro, infidelity. Half. <laughs> Half Eddie. Give it up. <laughs> Run the loop, baby. <laughs> Give it a loop. Give it a loop. That's so, wild. Yeah. Ladies, get y'all prenups. Men, get y'all prenup. It's mm. not hard. It mm. doesn't say anything about your love. Just it's it's about financial protection. Yes, it is. Welcome to the Black Spark Speech. Life hacks and shit. I love, I love, love, love the conversation we just had about finances because we are in a time in society where people need to just be having open conversations about how we are getting it together as adults, Mm -hmm. right? So finances are one dimension, relationships, another dimension, health and well-being, another dimension of, Mm -hmm. especially with the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we as mature human beings should be talking to one another about so one so we can be better for it but also so we can educate future generations right Mm -hmm. um and so on the points of health and well-being there's a very cool very informative quite intimate new podcast called biohack your best life Mm. um and y'all are gonna want to check it out they're only in episode nine right now Mm -hmm. Uh, but already i got three episodes for y'all to recommend like I think you should check them all out, first of all. (laughs) But as a result of all the trauma that we've been experiencing, um, there is now need for us to be adults and speak about how to move through it and how to heal Mm -hmm. from this relentless onslaught of traumas. And stress. And stress. And anxiety. And anxiety. And and all of those things are even small traumas. That's what people Mm -hmm. need to understand, Mm -hmm. right? And so Yeah, PTSD is not just about war. No, not at all. <laughs> it's just post-traumatic. Yes. It could be any trauma. Any kind and of trauma. And this pandemic. 
That I don't is traumatic. Yeah, I don't think people even understand that there's birth trauma. Yeah, like just putting those sure. two words together for the, is new for, the for some birthing folks. person and for the person being birthed. Yeah, have you? Were you all born? <laughs> yes. So you experienced some kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. Long Sorry, story short, no, you're good. You're good. I, I appreciate you, Doc. <laughs> Long story short, there are three recommendations that I have for y'all. Two modalities. Red light therapy is good for he- healing the body. Um, you're going to want to make sure you vet the vendor, but you can check out episode four of Biohack Your Best Life for mm-hmm. how to do that. Um, definitely, there's two episodes where they already went into Biohack Your Sex Life. Yeah. And so that was um, the second episode, is which I would recommend. Episode seven is with, I forget her name. But she has her own podcast, and she has multiple modalities. Yeah. And essentially what she says is that any couple, anyone in a relationship should be using that relationship to superpower the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. You can manifest a whole lot more. I've been If you're not just busting recently. your nut, if you are actually giving to one another and mm-hmm. synchronizing your spiritual. In 15 minutes or less. I'm just kidding. I'm wow. just kidding. <laughs> Again with the, yo, I'll be just. I'm just kidding. Clearly, I appreciate that that is the problem we have. I appreciate that. That's the problem you have. <sighs> Everybody gonna think it ain't good, but you know, whatever. It's great. Just it's great. She just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> Wrap it up, B. Wanna know where the girl get the damn clapping from? <laughs> Yo ass. Anyway, and then the most recent episode, episode nine, brain conversations. You gonna want to check that out. There's way too many modalities in there, mm-hmm. but check that out because it talks about trauma. Mm-hmm. And how we've all experienced it. And the many different insights that neuroscience, quantum physics, spirituality, um, psychology, psychiatry um, ha- have been uncovering. Mm-hmm. So go on and check out those three episodes of Biohack Your Best Life. Episode 4, 7, and 9. And get into some of these mature conversations so we can let go. We can shed. We can clear. We can cleanse our history and move into a much better future. Oh, so yeah, so that's all I wanted to say, honey. I I I didn't check in with you. What's up? I'm, I'm just running. I'm excited about this podcast. So, is there something you would like to contribute, Doc? Just a little bit. Oh, come on, just a little so, bit. Uh-uh. So, as a chiropractor, there's definitely a lot to be said about moving trauma out of your physical body. So, I mm-hmm. would definitely recommend chiropractic, massage therapy, um, energy work, things like that. So. For sure. Exercise, stretching, some basic yoga. We always talk about Edinda Martin, our yes, favorite Edinda yoga Martin, instructor yes, on great. Amazon. She has uh, the one that we love. It's hip and heart openers. Mm-hmm. And there are trauma that we hold in yes. our in our shoulders, in our chest, in, yes. our, in our hips. That's what that I told gets you. That out through... <laughs> Stop with the silly smile. I'm not. No, I'm oh. saying when a long time ago, back in the beginning episodes, and I was telling you, I'm literally in certain poses, and random memories come well, back. Yeah, for it's sure. Because your body holds on to those things. There's a book called Your Body Keeps the Score, and yes. it's about these same things. And then I'm also reading a new book right now um, called We Should All Be Millionaires. Mm-hmm. And the author talks about thought work. And how we need to do active thought work in order to change our, retrain our brain to think more positively. So just in general, like changing a negative thought that you have to either a neutral thought 
or a positive thought. So for instance, she and I (laughs) Mm. will like dodge mirrors and not want to look at yourself and feeling like you're unattractive and things like that. And she's like, you know, when you go into the store and you try on pants and the pants don't fit, you could say they don't fit because I need to lose weight or I'm fat. But that's not the reason why the pants don't fit. The pants don't fit because you got the wrong size. Uh, Yeah, that's clear. (laughs) It's really just it's quite simple. simple. Yeah, and then you create this meaning. You get this mm-hmm. extra meaning about mm-hmm. stuff. It's like Shouldn't no, on yourself. you got the wrong size. Mm-hmm. Just like the pants might not fit because it's not the right fit for you. Some people can do, you know, low cut jeans and some people got long booties like me and mm-hmm. can't do low cut mm-hmm. jeans. Like it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the wrong it's kind the, of jeans. Yes. <laughs> yes. So even that simple kind of thing. But you know, in the book she's talking about more money things or I'm not good with money or I'm not this or, yeah, like all of these you. negative thoughts mm-hmm. or I'm tired all the time because X, Y, and Z. No. Change the way you think. Mm-hmm. You will change the conversation that your brain is having with the rest of the cells of your body Mm -hmm. and you will become a different person. So, yeah. Thought work. Yes. Those are my two modalities. Yes. I love it. I'm going to throw in some. Thank you, doctor. (laughs) I'm going to throw in a few bonuses. They are actually technologies that you can use for grounding in your home. Go ahead and check that out. Spend some time in nature. Take your feet, take your shoes off and put your feet in the soil and let yourself reset. And yeah, definitely get away from the Wi-Fi and the cell phone and all the stuff in the urban jungle. Get away for a little bit and watch your body reset. All right. Mm-hmm. It's Nia's Need to Know. You it. It's Nia's Need to Know. Ratchet random. It's Nia's Need to Know. What you say? Yes, it's my turn. All right, what's up, what's up, what's up? Nia's Need to Know. <laughs> So white people are out here staging anti-mask and anti-vaccine protests in restaurants. Oh, and they goodness. tried it at a Roscoe's. Oh. Uh-huh. At a Roscoe's chicken and waffle. But you know, they chose the right one Mm-mm. because they didn't choose the one in the hood. Mm-mm. Of course. Okay. No. They didn't choose the one even in LA. They went to one all the way all the way out in Orange County. Okay. Oh, I mean, OC Roscoe's. Uh. So, so yeah. what happened? What so happened? what is happening? Oh, and then I saw another video of a woman staging this whole. I can't take off my mask because I'm claustrophobic, and I was raped, and a and a and a rag was held over my nose and my oh. mouth, and so I can't I can't wear a mask, and so you're gonna just deny me medical care? Is that what you're gonna do? And so oh man, why you? That's what she said. No, I hear you. I just <laughs> there were so many layers to that. She's it traumatized. It was a lot. And there were mostly people of color in this particular clinic that she was going to. And so there is some conversation around the idea that these people are choosing, Mm, these people are choosing and targeting particular places to go to so that they know that it will make the whatever kind of impact that they're looking to make. Anyway, I'm Mm. just going to say everybody be safe out there because one of y'all Karens is going to get popped in the mouth. Mm. Okay, you can't be running up in these places and telling these private businesses how to run their business. In these particular cases, in these particular cases, it's the same as no shirt, no shoes, no service. It's a private entity Mm. that's Mm. telling you what the dress code is in their facility. Period. Point blank. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of other restaurants you can eat at. 
There are plenty of other clinics that you can go to. It's not discrimination. But and then they throw up. You're a black person and you're you going to discriminate understand. against me like this. And mm-hmm. it starts getting real racist real fast. So I'm just going to say, you know, everybody, everybody, please <laughs> be safe. Be safe out there. Uh, let's see. And there's so many layers to it. So I told y'all that we used to listen to and watch Alex Jones, Alex Jones sure documentaries did. and stuff. And sure I don't know how we allowed his crazy and his his white supremacy and racism we get past no. us. We ain't know. But um, that was a long time ago. Yes. But I'm just saying like we, we so what I'm saying, what I say that to say that we understand people getting sucked into this, you yes. know, very charismatic you know, very, I'm telling you something that they won't tell you secret society, mm-hmm. secret information mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get I get why people are attracted to that. Yeah. However, his bank account seemed to be transferred to a whole other person's bank account because he what now? What happened? <laughs> just lost two lawsuits that were filed by Sandy Hook Children's oh, that's Relatives right. yeah, because, because he, he refused. Fraud, yeah. Yep. Because he said it was a false flag. He yep. said it was a fraud. Those children aren't dead and blah 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 and so uh he has to pay their legal fees and probably some other stuff because he continuously (sighs) refused to provide the information that the court was asking for so you want to say slick stuff you better you know don't write a check your ass can't cash that's what what that is if you think they're not dead (laughs) you better find them and show them that's the only way you're gonna get it Uh uh-huh there is no nor has there ever technically been a white versus black vaccination gap. At this very moment, white people, black people, and Latinos in this country are pretty much vaccinated at the same exact rate. Interesting. White folks are, I think, 71%. Black folks are 70 and Latinos are 73%. So right up around the same, everybody at the same rate. Okay. And so the reason why... Because, you know, white folks like to blame black people for everything. So there was this whole narrative. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And so there was an entire narrative going around that black people were the most vaccine hesitant. They're the least vaccinated group in the country. Mm -hmm. And so that's why if people want to look to, you know, why vaccine rates are so low, you know, y'all need to talk to black people. That was a narrative for a while. And so Michael Harriet, my favorite, okay, check him out on Twitter and the IG and the stuff. He's amazing. He's a writer for The Root. Anyway, he said there was never a white, black uh, vaccination disparity. The issue between whites and blacks and being vaccinated has always been about access. Mm-hmm. Can we? Is there a vaccination place close to me? Mm-hmm. Do I have easy access getting to it? How many vaccination places are near me? Mm-hmm. Is what's it on, their supply count? What's their supply? Mm-hmm. Do I have to take off work to go get it? Will I be penalized for taking off of work mm-hmm. to go get it? So it's about all, access. It's, been it's the about same as health. Access. It's the regular healthcare yes, system. It's the, it's the same regular, with living in food deserts. Yes. Is there a whole the food same here? disparity mm-hmm. playing out in this vaccine space? Mm-hmm. What there is, though, there is a disparity between white Republicans and the rest of everybody else. Hmm. (laughs) White Republicans and evangelicals are the least vaccinated of everybody. Mm. And 
they are the least concerned about spreading COVID to anybody else. Mm. They, that Them possibly unknowingly spreading COVID to you does not bother them at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's an issue there. I was just talking to a colleague this morning about it. Oh, really? It. Uh-huh. Not specific to that demographic, but the, the callousness with which people are approaching mm-hmm. other human beings mm-hmm. and quite literally, quite physically approaching yeah. other human beings. Like and I'm like, staging protests make your choice, you... but stay up out of my face. Yes. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Go on with that somewhere else no one told you you had to get vaccinated you cannot be a nurse in a hospital yeah it don't make sense and want to treat people yeah and <laughs> and, and my heart is i mean i'm all for like making your own decisions your and at the same time there's consequences yes don't try to be an unvaccinated teacher we're mm-hmm. all sending our children who cannot be vaccinated to mm-hmm. you and we don't expect that they will be at a higher risk just going to school mm-hmm. okay that's not what we're here for so make your decision. For instance, yeah, and, I can well, make a decision. Listen, I can be broke and make a decision to steal a car. And that decision leads to certain consequences. Okay. Well, that decision necessitates other decisions that I need to make. Okay. I need to rush out of this area. Yeah, I, need I need to, to make know sure. where to shop shop at. <laughs> I need to know where to shop. Like there are other decisions that come behind that yeah. decision. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Follow here. The there sequence. are other decisions that come behind this decision of you not getting vaccinated. So you need to be okay with all of the other decisions behind this. Mm-hmm. Merck has a COVID nineteen antiviral pill, which is amazing. We have been slacking in the science and pharmaceutical realms in terms of antivirals. We pretty much don't have very many antiviral drugs out there at all. Right. We have Tamiflu, which is kind of BS. It only helps if you take it the first or second day of getting the flu, and then even then, it might make you feel worse than the flu. Yeah, so yeah, and there's it still plenty takes of just the same time. For yeah, recovery. takes like one day off. So that's not helping that much. Uh, and then there's the new antivirals for HIV, which are fantastic. Those mm. are like making it so you are undetectable, mm-hmm. uninfectable. What is it like? Not, not inf- non-infectious. Yes, yes. <laughs> uninfectable. No, it's the that other way. Great. The opposite. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so this new COVID-19 pill that they are going to be putting up for emergency use authorization cuts the risk of death and hospitalization by 50%. Oh, That's wow. Awesome. Okay. I'm very excited to, to see and hear more about that. And then my last for the news is that U.S. police killings were undercounted by more than 17,000 over the past 40 years, a new study found. 40 and years, this is my shocked 000? face. That's a low number. It's very low. It I'm is. like 17,000 over y'all, 40 years? Y'all reporting of the undercounting has undercounted. Yeah, that's <laughs> like uh, just a few years. So this is, quote, raising questions about the racial bias of medical examiners and their role in obscuring the real extent of police violence. Yeah, you know, See, say. you know what? No, no, no. It's this whole thing of this is the problem of people not knowing their history and not knowing who you really dealing with. Mm -hmm. The human beings who who we are physically interacting with right now are one generation removed, Mm -hmm. if that much, from the people who have been lynching folks. Yes. And those people were children Mm -hmm. standing around taking pictures for postcards and sending them Mm -hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. and decapitating people 
and chopping people's other body parts off mm-hmm. and, and dehydrating them and putting up on their mantle. Like, these Ugh. are the children who lived this life. And so, like, all these old ladies who have these deathbed confessions, mm-hmm. no, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. And that's the thing. When you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it because you hiding shit. That's why yeah. I don't trust you. So you that's why we shit. This, this is the whole this is the definition of systemic, systemic racism. When you have police killing tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. and the medical examiners are mm-hmm. covering up mm-hmm. and then the DA refuses mm-hmm. to bring charges mm-hmm. and then the police union refuses to hold people accountable mm-hmm. and then you might even if you get the person to be relieved of their duty they can go to the next county over uh-huh. and find another job where they can kill more black people mm-hmm. and the medical mm-hmm. examiner can cover uh-huh. it up. like mm-hmm. this never is, mind what they're doing to the women on the force and all these other things this is systemic racism yes. this is systemic this is systemic rape culture because yes. these police yes. are raping freaking prostitutes and runaways and and their partners oh yeah so that's my end of the news. That's always wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On to the ratchet. Okay, the, yeah, the last piece of the news is always such such a, a thing that I'm like, oh, now it's ratchet because we just came. That's that's pretty pretty ratchet to me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, in the face. Oh, wow. R. Kelly has been found guilty oh, yes. and sentenced. Has he been sentenced? No, he hasn't been sentenced yet. He's just been found guilty on all the things that they charged him for. Oh, which, all the things. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, they're going to be singing Sex Me oh, while God. feeling on your booty and bumping and grinding on the bottom bunk. I'm so here for it. Oh, I'm so- my goodness. <laughs> wow. It's Seems like we're finally ready to acknowledge that he's a pedophile. And now we can all be some happy people. I'm very excited wow, about this. Wow, you wrote this. <laughs> Clearly you are, you are excited, motivated enough very to such excited. poetry. <laughs> Bill Cosby, of course, had to come out of his blind-ass wheelchair and say that uh, R. Kelly was railroaded. But, and I say this with from the bottom of my Hell heart. Hell no. Fuck Bill Cosby. Oh, man. Okay. You can't be railroaded when you the conductor <laughs> and you in the engine room shoveling the coal into the damn uh-huh. furnace. No, those are those are his and handlers. You, you those running are his around handlers. Checking tickets. Locking people in the All cabins. Of those are his handlers and they need to be, you know, up on the up on the stand. Man, they should all be there. Yeah. So that's a whole other part of the story. So who's next? Cause the whole cabal to come down. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yes. Um, I saw a preview for the Big Brother finale, and I saw that it was three black people <laughs> in the finale. And I didn't. I don't watch Big Brother, and I, I haven't seen. I don't know nothing about it. I don't even know the premise of the show. But I saw three black people at in the finale preview, and I was like, I'm satisfied with this result. I don't even know <laughs> what happened, how we got here, but guess what? Somebody I'm very away. happy about this situation. And so, as I was <laughs> as I was perusing Twitter... Yo, literally, <laughs> we just came from one other show, and then she caught, like, the last three, seconds. not even ten, three seconds. It was a glimpse, a clip. And then the channel got changed, and she's like, I like this. <laughs> Like how you don't even know what? Apparently, it was a thing. It's 
Listen. Oh, no. People upset now. Stop. Let me get away. Systemic so, racism. Yes. So the it was called The Cookout. All six black oh. people who started at the beginning of this season of Big Brother mm. decided to band together no matter what. And take out everybody else. And they oh. ended up being the final six contestants. And they that's how we got to the final three. That's how and so why is this important? Mm-hmm. Why is this important? Know your history. Because in twenty-three seasons there has never been a black person winning winner of Big Brother. Ever. Wow. There has only ever been one other person of color, one or two, I think they were Asian. I know there was one Asian woman who won, but other than that, it's always been white people who won Big Brother. So it was, they had been experiencing and hearing that this whole situation is racist for quite some time. For quite, for quite some time. And so white people were upset Talking about, oh, black people got together and started voting off all the white people. How would you feel if white people did that? And people were like, (laughs) that's Uh, exactly what's been happening the last 20 years. That's uh, 20 years? The entire years? No. Big Brother has been on for like 23 seasons. Because like as I'm listening to you, I'm like, no, this is the kind of behavior that people are concerned about. They think if black people get into power... That we are going to conspire and retaliate and retaliate and treat y'all just the way that y'all treat you the same way we have been treated so, for all this time. So for the past twenty years, essentially, essentially, white people have been gain- banding together and conspiring mm-hmm. and taking out all of the people of color that Big Brother ever put on the show. So Apparently. when black people do it, y'all don't like the way that feels. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go on to remember that. CBS said now they're going to make sure that 50% of their reality show contestants are people of color, which makes sense because I am a fan of Survivor. And when we saw Survivor that just came out two weeks ago yeah, on the fire. season finale, the season premiere, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, we got like five black people up in here. And then as I was like, oh, no, there's one that's in here. I said, oh, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got the head, it's clearly. I said, oh, there's an Indian woman. He goes, oh, six. I'm like, hold up, hold up. my back Yes, I was very, I, I still am very excited. Like, there are a lot of, so I did notice, like, oh, wow, they are really upping the. The statistical diversity. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Representation there. So I'm super hearing. excited about that. CBS, and at least. I just came off of watching the third season of The Circle. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I, even though I think, spoiler alert, that Kay should have won, mm-hmm. or even Nick, even though he pissed me off, during this whole season, I'm watching it like these people are only attacking Kay because she's black. They have no other reason to be attacking her. Yeah, she's she playing the best game. She's nice, she is nice to, to everybody, loving to everybody, but all of the white people banded together and were like, because Nick. He was only trying to be in alliance with people who he wanted to fuck. So all the white girls who were catfishes <laughs> mm-hmm. and catfishing he, his him, whole his whole game was being in alliance with people I want to have sex with. And then y'all need to see the season finale because when they came out, he mm-hmm. was, his face was a whole mess. Mm-hmm. I live for that mm-hmm. face. <laughs> I didn't think James should have won, but as I'm going to say for the send off, I'm rooting for everybody black. Yes. 
Say that again. James came in. He took care of Kay as best as he could. And he, he ended did. up winning. And I was he like, did. you know what? Go ahead, rep for that sister, I, You know, if it rep wasn't going to be Kay, I'm glad it's you. Because they literally just hopped on her because she was black. And here's the thing. If you don't know your history, you don't understand your implicit bias. You don't understand how right. your implicit bias impacts your behaviors. Exactly. Because your subconscious exactly. mind and being yes. is being created. And you don't even have any cognizance yes. of who you really are. Because Ash, was it Ash? I think it was Ashley who was playing her sister. No, Sophia who was playing her sister, Isabella. And she came to the realization after a while, like, I just came in here and I just was obsessed with hating on Kay for absolutely no reason. I don't understand. I was just taken over by it. And I'm like, that is. Oh, I, I, I love her for that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, that is your implicit bias right yes. there. That is your yes. internalized racism creeping up from the depths. Yes. <laughs> and, and you don't even And you don't it. even know why. And that's. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate her, um, I appreciate her for, for understanding that. But and you got to take it further. Now you got to take it further. Yes. But okay. as for me and mine, Hell yeah. we rooting for everybody black. Hey, yeah. Spark it Spark up. Spark it yeah. up. Thanks for checking us out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Black Spark Podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening.